Hey, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, Bradley. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. Sometimes the word host just slips out of my mouth, even though like we're all hosts. No, you're the host. Like, I'm I'm your host. Your host with a capital H for lowercase. Right. right. (laughs) Every week that you say host, it just means that I don't have to do anything because you're in charge. So I'm just like, hey, you're the host this week. Today is just just a monotone monologue Uh where Bryce and Randy are going to be here, but they're not going to say a single thing. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Go for it. (laughs) It's a new type. The next time you hear me say anything, we'll be at the end. (laughs) Speaking of, it's my turn again. Why do I always pick? a topic that requires a prelude i mean um, you're doing it to yourself i do I, like my Loch Ness monster one the angels one and now this one all require like hey before we start this here's something i have to and make. uh the the scps or is that what the, they're well is that minor grace i don't really know yeah okay. you were helping with it and it required I still, a large i still don't know what scps are to be honest with you dude Oh my goodness. I couldn't even tell you what the uh, abbreviation like is. I forgot. Hour. <laughs> Cure, contain, protect, brother. Oh, yep. thank you. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. Um, thanks. Yeah, I probably couldn't tell you in five minutes, but <laughs> all I remember is there were some pretty weird ones. But uh, speaking of weird things and everything, Dude, I'm right here. <laughs> Randy. No, uh, today we're going to be talking about probably the most broad topic. Heck yeah. Like at all. Like in, in, in our entire line of podcast, this is the biggest topic. So we're gonna be talking about uh hauntings and the, oh, uh, the main four types of hauntings. Yo. Kind of a really, really, really late Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, where were you with this idea on Halloween? What the heck? I'll tell you, I didn't have this idea at all. I don't know. It seems like kind of a bigger one anyway, so maybe it's better that we're covering it. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of stressed out about how big it is. Um, So, like, today I won't be going in too much into depth of, like, specific stories and and things, but we are going to be talking about the four main types of hauntings. Um, And I guess I'll say them now. So we have residual hauntings, intelligent hauntings, uh, poltergeists, which are the most common, and then we also have inhuman uh hauntings so i'll be honest i only know about poltergeist (laughs) well you're gonna learn today (laughs) yeah i mean Um, all i know about poltergeist is from the movie so hey that's all you need to know um no so again this is a very broad topic because like i'll I'll talk about a little in a little bit pretty much everything we've talked about not maybe not everything but for the most part you could argue that most things that we've talked about are actually supernatural aka hauntings sick um so it's a big topic um and that's why i won't go into specific details but uh before we go into it i have to do my little prelude because why not gotta um, so yeah, let we're us gonna, know brad what do we need we're to gonna know? use the term me through it energy aura or soul quite often in this episode but specifically for the word energy we need to talk about because i don't want anyone to get confused so in I don't science, want to be confused. Um, in science, energy is defined as the force that causes things to move by means of potential kinetic, thermal, electrical, chemical, nuclear, or other forms of force. Um, so that's that's the definition of energy when we are in the scientific field. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you go into the more spiritual, supernatural, or just like 
this aspect of like of like i mentioned like supernatural energy is described more of like the vibe of something or like the, the vibe something gives off or like uh negative and positive energies not like not like electrons and neutrons but like negative and positive as like good and evil um uh. energy is very interchangeably also like aura and soul the soul of gotcha. someone um so when yeah. we talk in this topic we have to separate these two because they don't mean the same thing. But I will say in the community, if people say energy, they will talk about it like it's scientific and not a bad way, uh-huh. but just that's not at all what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah well, I, one can be measured like on like certain meters or detection devices. And the other one is more ambiguous to like how high, like the negative or positive exactly. spiritual levels are. You know, what do you like, mean? Really what, what do you think my EMF reader does? That red that registers their energies. That's well, made for it. Yes, it measures some sort of energy, normally electrical energy. It yeah. it's electromagnetic never, energy. And it's more of just kind of, you know. No, I'm totally. Yeah. So, but what's even more confusing is from my research, I've seen that people will use energy in this aspect to try to defend it why it is actually science so i've heard people say that in einstein's theory that the main thing e equals mc squared that energy Mm -hmm. can be converted into matter and matter into energy and then they'll say this energy is actually also ghosts and so they'll Uh. use well they'll start off by saying here's what science says and because science supernatural um and that's a dangerous line to cross yeah today but so when i say energy i don't I am not saying anything about science. True. Oh man, that reminds me of like, have you ever seen the movie? I think it's called Spectral on Netflix. I've uh, seen it on Netflix. I haven't like the, the people that fight the ghosts, right? Yeah, yeah. It's super yeah. cool. Basically, like the premise of it, like kind of going along with what you're saying, how like ghosts are energy, like like physical, actual scientific energy uh, in this movie there's like these people that they're doing this weird science experiment stuff and then this blast goes off and it like atomizes the people but like it captures like it basically turns their cells into energy and so there's these people that are like running around that look like ghosts but it turns out it's just people that have been turned into like just beings made of energy funny enough that's kind of something there's actually some truth in that well truth as far as what people believe um that we'll be talking about in a little bit so it's super cool movie and really cool concept so (laughs) Um, i'm excited for it before we continue from it what everything i've said i'm not calling anyone weird crazy or anything for this idea it's just not a common held belief in science sure that's all that's all i mean because i have no idea if it's real it could be why not um anything's possible if you believe there's been a lot of uh i mean almost too many uh sightings and whatnot to be completely dismissed so there has to be some explanation yeah there has to be right um so we're gonna start with a very exciting one first (laughs) i'm excited about it um no it's 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 very cool in my opinion just not as uh cool as like demons sure (laughs) yeah demons the coolest (laughs) we can't go Um, from zero to a (laughs) hundred oh we're 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 about to go from zero to a (laughs) hundred so uh we're gonna start with residual hauntings um, they're my favorite because they're the least like bad. 
I'm I'm okay with them. I'm a fan. So basically, least dangerous. Um, a residual haunting is a type of haunting that occurs after a traumatic event, like murder, rape, a battle, just traumatic things. Okay. And so what happens? This is similar to what you were talking about, Randy. Is a burst of negative energy is shot up into the world, causing an imprint of the event. And Ooh. so basically what that means is a residual haunting is trapped or imprinted energy on an environment. So Ooh. after the, this event happens, it repeats itself over and over forever. Uh, this type oh. of haunting is safe because for the most part, the energy of this haunting is unaware of its existence and of the surroundings. And it doesn't right. interact with anything or anyone. That makes sense. Um, so this, it, well, the next thing we'll be talking about is intelligent hauntings. Therefore, this is not an intelligent haunting because it's right. not a real actual person that may have died or anything. This is just an event. So it's like uh, a it's like a gif that was captured in the fabric of the world. It just exactly. keeps playing itself it's, over and over again, doesn't know anyone else or anything else is around. It just keeps replaying its own experience. Yeah, it's, it's been like not specifically gif but it's been right like a yeah a but it's just like a record or a repeating right. video or something but yeah, i just say gif because it's just like a repeating never-ending cycle where it's just like when it ends it just starts back over and just keeps yeah. looping itself um so occasionally there have been also positive events like a party or a, maybe a birth or something that's like happy or something i don't know birth is like best example but like a wedding maybe i don't know just something very good that happens and a burst of positive energy bursts into the world and it's the same kind of thing uh but this happens way less often and you won't see that ever in like media you'll see these uh bad events and stuff in media but not not as much uh with the good events because who wants to to think that ghosts can be good yeah (laughs) i guess also oftentimes negative emotions and feelings can be far more powerful and like almost uh tangible than uh positive emotions that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense, yeah. And so interestingly enough, because of both good and bad versions of this, there can be someone that is alive that has a haunting of themselves, if that makes sense. So like it does like just because uh, like, like I said, a murder or rape or battle, all of those I mean murder does, but like all of those things or a party or whatever doesn't have to end in death, but it's just such a good, powerful, traumatic, whatever event that it causes an imprint. So you can be alive and still have a haunting, which is pretty interesting. It which is really interesting. Which to show why it's not an intelligent haunting. It's just a repeated video or gif, like you said, Randy. Yeah. And um, that's kind of terrible to think about, though, is that if like yeah. something traumatic did happen to you, it could follow you around with that, like... Usually it would just be in the area that it happened, I think. Oh, so you can't escape it. You can, yes. And it's not... Unless you like, keep going back to that location. Like, if, it, if it's a snapshot, in your house then it's just that you would just keep seeing yourself repeating in your own house until you move Mm -hmm. well just move Uh, yeah forehead (laughs) forehead um and before i give there is an example i want to give but i'm going to just say that um this type of haunting is almost always of humans it doesn't happen of animals and or like extraterrestrial like things other super you can have hauntings of animals yes and we'll talk about that in a little bit whoa specifically for like hunting like ghost hunting and stuff so if you set up like um like trigger objects or doing evp sessions um at the location with uh 
with this just specifically residual activity, um, it will do no good no uh, because it's not something that you can contact, if I said that correctly. So basically, if you try to go hunting for it, it's going to be much more difficult. You can find right. it, but it's not going to like interact with you. You can't be like, hey, can you tell me what happened to you? Because... Again, it's just a video on repeat. Right. They don't they don't interact with anything. They don't even know yeah, they that don't, they exist. They don't have so a conscious at all. Uh -huh. so, yeah. It's uh, not a live being. It's it's no more alive than a video on the internet is. Yeah. And also a little bit more of clarification. When I say it repeats over and over forever, that doesn't mean constantly twenty four right. seven all day, every day for the next million years it's gonna happen. Um it's believed that this kind of activity can be triggered. Um, uh -huh. so it can be a certain time of the year, a certain time of the day, um, an event, like someone arguing or something, just something that sparks it. So like if, if something bad happened on a specific day, maybe every single day, um, that, that happened for the years to come, that's when it gotcha. happens kind of, but it's, it's not something it, like between hauntings. It's not something specific that we like you can trigger or that you can point to between any haunting. Like there's no catch-all trigger for everything it's just like different for each haunting, for each right? event yeah gotcha that, that would make it really convenient. hard to study though yeah, yeah. It's very oh, exactly. convenient yeah totally and uh i don't know if you guys remember back in the the loch ness monster episode Never forget we that episode. about <laughs> when we were talking about how the ghost please could use quartz to like time travel uh-huh um so quartz apparently is like the magical rock because there's a theory that certain types of materials such as quartz or other things like running water potentially or yeah just things random things i guess um uh -huh. that are near a location actually increase its chances for having a residual haunting um, oh, okay. but, so but you mean i probably is... shouldn't have these boxes of quartz around me <laughs> well <laughs> there has been very little study do like on this and so we have no actual answer to the to say that this is true or not even more so than like even being able to say ghosts are true or not like just very little study this is just a theory um and it, it's an interesting theory to me especially when anyone adds in like quartz because quartz is like the most abundant rock on earth seriously um so it's just a, it's just interesting um just a cool theory that i saw um but as far as like actual uh experiences and stories um in savannah georgia if anyone's heard of that uh um, never heard of it it's known as one of the most haunted places in the united states like the entire city like the entire town? city yeah so it's um oh. one of its names is uh the town built on the dead uh Whoa. So this is in the south uh slavery going on and everything of course uh, tons of mass graves of uh um, see it of slaves and just other people really um, hate to see it and a lot of really haunted areas down there um and by haunted i don't always mean bad just sure. just haunted um and there are lots of stories of pretty much all all types of hauntings but uh specifically for the residual um i remember hearing a story at one of the houses i was doing a ghost tour down there a couple of years ago oh those are big down there yeah they're huge um about one house that i'm I'm gonna butcher the story so i'm not gonna go too in detail but there was this uh girl who got raped by uh okay. she was a slave and got raped by her master and um basically you could just hear her cries over and over and it was you couldn't contact her or anything but 
she was just re or that was being relived over and over and over, which hey. is awful, awful. What a terrible, terrible thing. Seriously, uh, it's too bad. There's nothing they could do to like help her out or something. You know. Mm-hmm. And, and like I've said, like even if you know hunters or maybe even priests go there, it's just super hard because you can't interact with it. It's you couldn't. It's really hard to find like maybe uh, the reason or what like the energy is trapped into the uh, or what the specific location was to type, try to cleanse it or anything. It's just very right. hard because it's not something that can inter- be interacted with. Um, there's this another, another, another story where um, there's this house that someone moved into and this little girl kept seeing and was terrified of seeing this, this guy that was walking and it, all you could see was his, like his torso up. And uh, just walking like back and forth and or, like around like this girl's room, and apparently years and years like decades ago, uh, the house was actually built lower, and so he was actually walking on the floor that was there when he was when he, he huh. lived there. And Dang, so that's crazy. Yeah, like it's just that much stuck on the loop. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like like super creepy when you don't know the story behind it, but then like when you look into it it's like oh yeah it makes sense like it's not just a guy cutting half floating around he's just he's just walking lower than everyone else Mm -hmm. that's really neat and what's you know scary or not scary is that no matter what you do you're not getting that guy's attention so it's just kind of kind of me out a little bit yeah a little bit creepy but like also nice nice to know yeah nice to know that you can't get his attention but he also can't interact with you so it's like yeah yeah goes both ways but uh, yeah, so that's about it for residual. They're not anything. There's not too much about them, just because uh, they're. I mean, it's very different, right? Because I mean, I've heard stories of like a battle that would have taken place during like the Civil War, or just like a battle in Europe or something, or uh-huh. you know, just mm-hmm. in the world. And the battle was just so intense, apparently, that the battle like continues to go on forever. But it's just a repeat of the battle. True. So, Dang. and I, I scoured the internet for, uh, to get like examples of this. And it was just, I couldn't find any really. So I was lucky yeah. enough heard of stories, but, uh, so that makes sense. Like they're far less talked about because a, they're like harder to trigger and also b they're just size, probably. Yeah. And um, just kind of less impressive. If you, if you look at any scary movie that has paranormal activity, if you look at most stories, there's actually going to be residual, intelligent, possibly demonic, all at the same time, and so you just can huh. pick. You can like you're able to pick out and see what's going on. So it's not always going to be one type of haunting. Actually, it's very sense. rarely just one type of okay. haunting. So, yeah. Um, Are there? Sorry, just quick question. Are there some uh, hauntings or some, I don't know, ghosts or creatures that span between multiple of these categories, or do they? stick to their own specific categories um these categories are broad enough to where i don't think they go back and forth okay okay that's what uh, i was wondering like because like you were saying in some horror movies we'll see multiple of them and that's where i was like i was wondering if it was multiple creatures usually in horror movies that we're seeing from or is it just that like they so like can kind of bounce back and forth this residual there's absolutely zero consciousness zero anything right. except or just a repeat of an event, right? So, like, um, anything that you know is defined by that is going to be there, and and the, the the topics are pretty much, I mean, are pretty broad enough to where it's it's hard. Maybe there is, um, just from my own research, yeah. I haven't 
thing. Makes sense. And I guess you could probably, in some instances, think that you're dealing with one of these because the creature or whatever isn't responding to you when in reality it isn't this. It is a real interactable thing. You're either not able to get its attention or it just isn't bothering to pay attention to you. So just ignoring you. This one could be pretty confusing. One of the biggest differences to why it's hard for them to be different things is so this first one was like only something that humans can imprint Uh on. Next one is also only humans, but in a completely different way. And then we go into more of non-human entities and stuff, which it would be just very hard for them to jump like that. Makes sense. But it's very common for um, a hunter or a priest or something to miss uh, a sign what it is right away gotcha yeah so the next type of haunting is the intelligent hauntings Uh, so this is the type of haunting that uh ghost hunters and investigators deal with most um and this can be kind of good or bad it's not like a a demon or anything um so this type of haunting is intelligent it does have a constant consciousness associated with it um intelligent hauntings are the spirits of the dead specifically human uh, and this uh, is the consciousness of a deceased individual. So unlike the residual where that person can still be alive or anything, this can only happen if the person has died in their right. thing, right? Um, so, uh, and and this individual, this haunting, can respond to questions, react to trigger objects, interact in many different ways. Um, and this is a very common thing to see in like in media as well. Gotcha. Okay. So as far as like energy goes of what we're talking about, we're, um, and I'm talking about the non-scientific energy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With some sort of energy or matter that uh, consists of, and this is going to go a little bit, but like atoms and neutrons and so on. Um, so in death, they say that our energy is transferred from our body to being a ghostly form or haunting. Gotcha. So, or is it like an energy like kind of leaves our body behind and just kind of acts on its own? Yeah, and so this would be interpreted to be like your soul, right? Uh, and so there's a study. Um, it's from whatever I saw. It's not very reputable, um, and you'll see why. But so this guy named Mac- uh, McDonald. Um, like the guy with the, the McDougal Nurtures? McDougal, oh. sorry. Not big, um, not he was McDonald. in Haverhill, Haverhill. I don't know where that is, but that's his his name. Um, he was he did some experimental ex, uh, experimental experiments. That's a weird way to put that on six dying bodies. And so his experiments led him to believe that we lose three fourths of an ounce um, after we die of weight after we die that was completely unexplainable unexpa- and he was taking into account body fluids and I don't know, like a fart or something. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, he said. Anything, anything that could be theoretically. Basically, he found out that with between much less and a three fourths of an ounce that we lose that much weight. That's unexplainable. And he declared that to be our energy or our soul leaving our body. He was religious. So no. he used soul. Yeah, um, okay. And so this is that energy that I'm talking about that we, that makes like it has our intelligence stored, our consciousness stored, and then continues to 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 live on after we die. So theoretically, the more intelligent you are, the heavier <laughs> you got a fatter soul. 
I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've got a pretty fat soul. I've got a yeah. big soul. Um, and okay. so for the people that use this line of thinking, uh, this uh-huh. is when you see the aura of a ghost, the like the the shape of you know something, whether it's just like an arm at the time or the guy with the torso, except for that was uh-huh. really individual, but like basically that kind of thing. That is what gotcha. left thing. Yeah, so it'd just be like kind of like a humanoid figure yeah. left behind. So um reasons why a ghost may be tied to the site that it's was died there or that's tied to just the earth. Um, we have, if you died of a traumatic event, murder, car accident, etc., cetera, uh, due to unfinished business. Um, if you suddenly died and didn't, um, didn't realize you had died, um, living loved ones are just so distraught and emotionally just tied to you that they just can't let you go. Uh, if you are connected so strongly to a loved one, uh, if you can't rest due to an injustice done to them or fear of judgment or the other side, just things that just kind of block you from continuing onward. This feels pretty uh, universally like it could be pretty much. That sounded like a lot of different well, causes. So they could just be like, I mean, pretty much the only two that have anything to do with humans. So one is you're not dead. You're It's not you at all. It's just an imprint. And the other is. Right you're human this is the only place that you this is just that broad of a topic it's, right it's just it like anything die. else that could cause someone to stay behind exactly falls into this so gotcha. again this is a very very broad topic and so maybe at some point we can break these down and do a little bit more stories and talk about it but just for right now it's just a very broad topic. makes sense it seems like all of these points really though kind of uh revolve around like really intense human emotion yeah, yeah. that's you know? true so like uh if somebody's staying behind it's because their like emotional energy is supposedly like keeping them there right mm-hmm. or somebody their else's energy or someone else's yeah exactly the power of emotions power the of friends love we made yeah. all along the way love and friendship yeah. and absolutely no disrespect but the first i like first example that popped in my head and it's not a real example i i apologize for anyone that might get offended that i'm like i'm not trying to make fun of it at all was the episode of Zach and Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and they have, when uh, they go into that room. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the show. It's one of the only episodes. It's I've been, been a minute. It's been a minute since it's I saw it. Hot minute, man. Esteban, the bell uh-huh. uh, thinks. I guess he can uh, talk to spirits or whatever. He's the median, right? Uh-huh. And they all sit around this table, and he like takes on the voice of this lady who died oh. apparently, and uh, that that was my first, and it's probably inappropriate that i bring that up but that was my first thought <laughs> hey, i mean ghost exposure is ghost exposure however you learn about it uh, but i have an actual really, a real story that's very interesting um to to talk about and it's it's really intense so um Heck. anyone listening and both of you if you want to do a little bit more research feel free it's a fantastic story and by fantastic i mean terrifying and awful <laughs> you know not good but uh, <laughs> in california the united states um we have the winchester house uh-huh. Built by a movie uh, about it. Sorry to, to kind of detract, but um I have, yes. It's a good movie. I like it. It is good. Um so yeah, totally if anyone wants to do some more research on this topic, uh this is a great story, but I'm gonna just briefly talk about it. So uh the story's about Sarah Winchester, but we'll talk about right. the whole thing. so um her husband's father 
was the designer of the Winchester gun. Right. Uh, if you haven't heard of, it's a pretty big gun in the 1800s. Winchester uh, rifle. Yeah. It was the first like repeating firearm, right? It yeah. was. So yeah. And a widely used gun. It's probably the most popular brand of gun at the, during the time. Probably not anymore. I don't know. There's, I know there's still a, a brand of gun that's called Winchesters because of them. That's where that, okay. that gun brand comes from, is from that okay. family. But yeah, so um, a very, very wealthy family. Uh, but the story is going to be about her um, specifically. So she married um, and they had a child. I'm, I forget his name. Um, I'm just, it's just a brief story. Not not too in depth, but they had, they had a child. The child died in infancy. Uh, very yeah. soon after uh, her husband's father died. So they got control of the company. He died a year later with tuberculosis. Hate it. And so after that, she's very distraught. Her whole family's dying. And so trying to understand what's happening, understand all this death that's going around her, she visited a lot of mediums. Um, and apparently that was pretty popular back then, just trying to understand, because the other side is very scary. Um, yeah. And so of all the meetings that she went to, there's one that rather important to the story. So she goes to this lady and she tells her that her family is being haunted by all the people that died because of the guns that her family has made. A lot of people, man. And they have a they, lot of people. Her and her family are cursed uh, and basically being chased down by these people or these ghosts. And uh, the only way to stop the cursed was to move West. She, I think lived in uh, New York at the time, um, move West and build a house and never stop building. Um, and she Dang. also said that she would be able to get in contact with the good spirits and they would direct her how to build her house and how to stay away from these evil spirits. And uh, so it's said that, so she moved to California um, and basically at the end of the, like at the prime of this house, there was up to 500 to 600 rooms. Uh, but currently Whoa. to this day, there are 161 rooms uh, and that's due to remodeling uh, and just the house decaying over time. The house there was like a through it. There was like an earthquake that actually destroyed a fair amount of the house. Yeah. Um, and also it is seven stories tall, so it's a pretty big house. Dang, uh, that's crazy. So as she built the house and talking to the good spirits and everything, the house is built in a very peculiar, weird way. As such, there's some stairways that lead to nowhere. Uh, there'll be doors on like the second, third, fourth floor that just lead outside to your death um, with no like railing, nothing. Um, there's a... Uh, basically a whole room with just chimneys and that's awesome kind of pointless um and so it's said that all of these rooms and crazy designs and stuff are uh, there to confuse the ghosts from haunting her family that's awesome and uh so it's also one of them like i think it's like the most haunted house in the yeah, makes sense <laughs> um but so none of that really makes uh, a sp- I mean, other than, I guess, the ghosts hunting her, but out, the house specifically isn't haunted because of that. So with the haunted by today, people see, have seen her, have seen some of the servants that lived in the house, the workers. Um, and so I've seen these ghosts and have actually been able to interact with them a little bit. Um, and so just uh, so we all know, she b- was building the house from 1884 to her death in 1922. Jeez. Never stopped working on the house. Man, that is a lot of construction. Yeah, um, that would be the worst. I hate like when someone's working on the house. Like it's just so frustrating. And she was living like that forever. That must have been torture. Well, well I mean, to be fair, her house is so big that like you can just have construction. 
but like, but at half first, house and not even care. But at first, it wasn't. Was like, how big was the house at first? It was like it wasn't that big of a house, was it? I mean, I think she built it from scratch, so I mean, it wasn't big at all. I, I mean, so there you go. Like, it was a pretty small house, of either like relatively small at first or fresh built. Um, but just, so. just I mean, even with that though, like knowing that if you stop, you'll die. Probably like, motivated. Yeah. Going. yeah that's where, like it's got to be so annoying to deal with but also so stressful because you're like i want to stop i want to <laughs> not deal with this but i can't or else i'm dead so yeah that's uh, the worst all the skeptics that were around her um they all have come to the conclusion that she was just mad because of all the death that happened in her life so i mean um those are kind blame of her the story yeah not at all no you can't even if it was just her going like being distraught and being a little bit panicked yeah like a little bit over zealous with her grief i mean i can't blame her at all she had like so many people taken away from her in such quick succession it's just and that's why when we talk about these in uh intelligent spirits and intelligent hauntings Uh uh it's not either good or bad it can be both it can be neither it can be one it can be the other you know it can be any of the different brands and so specifically her like that's a sad story it doesn't seem like she was an awful person so any kind of haunting that she's a part of isn't probably bad you know right. like um so nothing to be scary scared of except for like there are some pretty like hoary things sure. that, that have probably happened but uh yeah so that's yeah. ghosts and uh pretty uh overall she sounds like she was a nice lady she's I just so. trying to trying to escape the ghosts have you guys uh, ever had a ghost experience like this? Or like not necessarily not necessarily like her because I don't know if anyone's ever had an experience like yeah, that. I'm being but... chased by a million people. I'm so sorry. I'm accruing a small fortune so that I can build <laughs> a house endlessly. It makes sense, yeah. You gotta really keep them on the toes. To just keep building a house. I mean, I think uh I don't know if you mentioned it. I can't I sorry, I can't remember. But like I've heard that she had a construction crew working there non-stop the entire time but like it was like it wasn't like she was like having people coming in and out it was like the same group of people that were just oh, living yeah. there and there, that she yeah. had like she bought houses for their families like nearby her house so that way they didn't have to like leave to go back home and then come back like they she bought houses nearby so that way they would always be available so that we could they could just constantly keep building houses same with her same with her cleaning crew as well like she had like staff to clean the house and whatnot and she did the same thing where she bought houses for them nearby her house so that way they could just constantly be available to keep cleaning the house and whatnot so, so that's just commitment that's been a pretty sweet deal for the construction crew right? i know right they're like hey we are set for life this lady is funding our entire careers yeah but to answer your question about like any personal experiences yeah. unfortunately or maybe fortunately i have not Nothing really sticks out in my mind as like a ghost. Even yeah. if it's a good experience, it's pretty, uh, it's definitely like not maybe not life changing, but like it stays with it's, you. Yeah, it's memorable for sure. And I could, I could imagine. Um, but yeah, no, none for me either. All right. So mm-hmm. next we're going to go into Poltergeist, the, the definitely the most famous of the types. Um, so Poltergeist is German for. Uh, rumbling or rumble spirits or noisy spirits or noisy ghost spirit ghost interchangeable there um basically just loud right uh um, yeah so 
I mean, you've seen or heard of at least the Poltergeist movies. Um, most uh, of the like paranormal movies have some kind of poltergeist in them. Um, books written about them. I mean, it's they're yeah. um, but they're very very interesting. So uh, we even have reports of poltergeists dating back to ancient Rome. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so I can just read a little bit of an excerpt about talking about it. But so in the first century, yeah. the great Roman author and statesman Pliny the Younger. I don't know if Pliny is actually his name. That's how I pronounce it, though. He recorded one of the first notable uh, poltergeist stories in his letters, which became famous uh, just for how vivid of an account it was. Um, And so he reported that a specter of an old man with a long beard rattled chains and haunted uh, his house in Athens and just just haunting with rattling chains and and whatnot. So sounds like he got visited by the uh, ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, and another old account in uh, 856 CE or AD, um, the first one of the first poltergeists was also uh, talked about a ghost that caused physical disturbances such as loud noises or objects falling or being thrown around was reported in a farmhouse in Germany. The poltergeists tormented the family living there by throwing stones and starting fires, among other things. Jeez. So these Somebody's guys... Pissed. Um, are pretty interesting because most, if not like 99.9% of these stories are negative, but that doesn't mean all poltergeists are negative, but you know, for the most part, they're, they're not, not the best of people to have in your life. Uh, Now are all of them like innately like dangerous or are they just negative as in like, like are some of them just negative as in they cause a disturbance in your life and are just kind of like generally annoying inconvenience are most of them actually harmful no i would say most of them are just inconvenient disturbances kind of thing that if not dealt with or treated can become worse right do you think they could actually be like good and like do your laundry for you or oh great maybe but they're not really them they don't really like they're uh, and i'll talk about a little bit more they're manifestations of someone okay if that makes sense, and it, like I'll explain it, and it'll hopefully make a little bit more sense. So, the so like we talked about, the activity that happens usually takes starts off with like bangs, knocks, furniture being moved around, um, and the activity will become more intense, manifesting itself through voices, even appearances of full apparitions. Furniture may slide across the rooms, and the beds may shake. Um, and this activity is actually believed to be psychokinetic in nature. This means that a person is able to move physical objects with their mind. So a poltergeist is a manifestation of someone. Uh, some of these cases seem to be caused by someone uh, unknowingly controlling the energy around themselves. It can happen if someone is unstable mentally or like unstable, like very mature, uh, immature or young, gotcha. um, or it can even happen if someone's stable, but less likely. Um, most people currently believe that poltergeist activity is caused by a living human who is referring who referred as a human agent. And throughout history, it seems like most poltergeists have been, or the uh, human um, agent has been a young female going through puberty. So sure. basically poltergeists are just psychics or like a... It's a person that's oh, manifesting, people telekinesis. Manifesting, manifesting the energy around them, making these disturbances. Yeah. So it's actually not a ghost at all um and some but that's that's hard because sometimes it is but it's still just a manifestation 
So it manifests into a spirit, basically, that can kind oh. of... It's, it's yes. a psychic making ghosts. Yeah. Like pulling dead people back from the afterlife into the real world. It's No, so it's never some someone. Okay, so they're dead. just like manifesting, generating an official... Yeah, and again... Facsimile so of a person. And this is one of the hardest ones to really nail down because yeah, every, single, every single event, every single case that we know of is just is different. And so me saying what I'm saying next week, sure. there'll be a case that kind of that contradicts what I'm saying. Sure. Um, but because it fits in this poltergeist category, it does, you know? Gotcha. But, but as far as I know, and I'm not like a professional, I don't know everything, but as far as I know, it's not a it's not a dead deceased not deceased person doing this it's someone manifesting a spirit that just kind of exists through their own psyche yeah it's incredibly interesting though is it it that like yeah this is an artificially created ghost of a variety you could say it's not like a natural ghost of somebody that's been passed on this is like something that's been generated you yeah. know which... well, what's even more crazy is that the person usually doesn't even know it's that it's happening seriously which uh, and me to believe if somebody could understand how to control that power they could like create a bunch of like ghost ghost warriors you know right? <laughs> there you go right um but yeah so most of the time you'll find that one person in the house seems to be more affected by this haunting than anyone else it may seem that most of the activity doesn't happen unless they're around. Usually activity appears to stop when they leave the, like the home or the, the place that it's happening. The majority of the time, poltergeists are experienced by several people, but again, it's centered around one person. Uh, the person may be highly stressed as of late, or maybe a person has gone through some type of extreme emotional situation. Gotcha. Um, so they don't choose, at least from what we know, they don't choose to make this happen. But I guess if someone did learn, that could be pretty intense. But it's it's usually an un involuntary unconscious Um, creation the person that is the human agent is generally very afraid whenever the activity occurs because they are not aware that aware that they are causing it and have any control over it that would be pretty frightening yeah Yeah. which Uh, just makes them even more emotional which then therefore just feeds into it and makes them more likely to create things and so when someone comes to try to solve this determining who is the human agent is usually the hardest part but also key to stopping the activity and and getting it taken care of um and this simply can be done i say simply but it's just it's a process of observing who's there when the the activity occurs who's being Uh affected most which is the scariest part because if someone's you know getting scratched bitten uh beaten or something that that's usually going to be the person that it's happening or the they're the human they're more likely to be the person if they're being they are yes so they're like kind of attacking themselves on accident. Yeah, I mean, if you if you think of like about like mental illness, That's right? I mean, like, right? Yeah. With you know, like my like uh, like someone's depression could be you know yeah it's it's un- like other people can feel that you might have that, but like, it's still the most damaging sure. yourself. You know, so like, yeah, it's just it's like unfortunate. Kind of yeah. Um. So not all. But for the most part, it is someone that's manifesting. But sometimes a person could, you know, may not be manifesting it. It could be a collection of spirits, but not like of people that come uh-huh. together, get, like pool together their energy, their power, or whatever, and then cause disturbances. And to remedy this situation, you have to find the root of their anger, 
and they can pass and leave you or the root of you know the issue or whatever they're trying to solve um and and most cage most cases uh poltergeist will kind of just disappear move on without any warning huh. um, so but fun fact poltergeist activity is actually super rare and it oh, is fun. a handful of poltergeist cases are actually like have been verified as um actual poltergeist cases um and the chance any rant anyone experiencing them is just very very low now i gotta ask who if you know is verifying these uh poltergeist incidents <laughs> um the paranormal version of cryptozoologists ah okay is that typically like ghost hunters priests or See, it's it's interesting because the world is connected by lots of different things, right? Some ghost hunters could be atheist, could be pagan, could be any religion. And so it's hard because there's that aspect, there's the Christian aspect, there's the other religious aspects. And so like, but they all believe in very similar things. So for the most part, I would say it would be a religious person that's confirming it or a ghost hunter. I okay. don't, that doesn't really answer the question because it's everyone. I don't I don't know if there's any like I mean no, like, I, I understand that. Is that if you look throughout like culture and history and like throughout like different religions, is that the concept of the ghost of like just a a spirit that is not at rest that is causing some form of problems is pretty prevalent throughout many cultures and religions, you know. Yeah, for sure. And so I imagine there's a person in every one of those different subsets that would be designated as quote unquote a ghost hunter yeah i mean specifically for like the catholic faith um the priests that are you know have to deal with like hauntings and stuff do go through pretty vigorous training in the vatican if oh really yeah okay very interesting so it is pretty very it's very interesting um i'm not have not going to talk about anything specific just because they are so well known but if you do want to check out uh, a real case the uh, Herman House is a pretty cool source. Um, it's where, what is it, Steven Spielberg that did the movie Poltergeist? It's yeah. the inspiration to the first Poltergeist movie, I believe. Oh, okay. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if not, pretty much any a Haunting of Hill House had a Poltergeist, I think. Um, so, we all know what those are. Yeah, probably most, um, most like ghost movies or whatever have Poltergeist in them, right? I think so, yeah. Have some variety. But uh, they are very interesting, and so maybe one at one point I might do a, just an episode on talking about cool poltergeists. And yeah, cool, that'd be cool. Not good poltergeists. Cool. When I say cool or like awesome or something, I mean just like interesting. Interesting. I just get tired of the word interesting saying it over and over, so I change it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but this last one is going to be probably what we talk most about, just because it's, in my opinion, the the most broad topic if that can be said. So this is the inhuman or sometimes called demonic, but it's wrongly named because it's inhuman is, is definitely the way to go with that. So uh, to the uh, good stuff, man, let's go. Right. So in pop culture, this is sometimes referred to as just demonic, but, uh, and that's mostly because of like movies and shows and stuff about like demonic possession, but this is category is way more in depth. Uh, but it does involve demonic spirits and stuff. So it's, you know, it does. But uh, so inhuman hauntings refer to any hauntings caused by something that has never walked on earth as a human. So this could be angelic, demonic, animal, and elemental hauntings. What about alien hauntings? Hey. Um, that thing? No, so actually that, so I, I 
again, trying my very best not to offend anyone, but when we talk about extraterrestrial hauntings, that's going to be things like angels, things like what you would call an angel, right? Call a thing like alien, anything that hasn't touched the earth, that's going to be encompassed in this. That makes technically that's technically a haunting of this form, like like an alien visiting Earth would technically be this form of haunting, even though it's not like a ghost, even though it is still a physical form that's just like visiting this Earth. It's still technically this type. Yes. Interesting. Um, well, but to, to this group, right? Because, sure, sure. Yes. Like, because this topic is just, I mean, you'll, you'll see when we talk about like elementals, like we, we, one of our first episodes was about like the Scandinavian gnomes. Like that's mm-hmm. technically, type of spirit uh isn't like a wendigo type of spirit uh, right so like a lot of the things that we've talked about technically kind of fit into this topic makes sense um so like again my last episode was about um angels i don't know if that's the order but a, a episode we've talked I've about done, them in the past an episode i've done <laughs> was about angels so um again i'm not calling like anyone's religion like supernatural like spirit and like haunting like not nothing scary sure. when i talk about this but like a, a miracle a um an angel doing something a anyone that feels like their ancestors are or like feeling a, a, a you know it, like those kinds of things like from the spirit the aim like the the a feeling from God or something, those actually can be categorized as angelic hauntings, or I'm not, I guess I shouldn't say haunting, but an angelic experience. Sure. Um, and so these experiences are usually of positive energy or positive forces that do something good and helpful. Interesting. So that's one of those. Um, the next one is going to be a little bit more in depth is going to be demonic. So definitely Ooh. the biggest, um, subset in this uh inhuman haunting so yeah this is the exact opposite of the angelic haunting it is usually harmful it is um very dangerous it should not be treated lightly it's just not a good thing makes sense and when i say demonic i don't specifically mean christianity demons i mean all forms of demons gotcha well, we've um, talked about like oni in the past right exactly. right yeah. so that could maybe can be considered like a demonic haunting of like their, oh, definitely, definitely their residents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure, absolutely. And so uh, a demonic haunting essentially has all of the hallmarks of poltergeists, like making loud noises, potentially hurting you, scratches, bite marks, stuff like that. So it has all of those, but there are a few exceptions. So the first is that many or all religious items could be go missing, could be turned upside down, um, and just... Gotcha. Like specifically, it would be attacking or going after religious artifacts or right. items. Uh, the second is that you'll smell sulfur just before and during this activity. A third is that sometimes um, you'll see that a person is affected more than others and behavior behavioral changes um, are noted about that person. However, it's hard to say if this is a psychological result to the lo- because they're in that location for a long period of time. Right. Or if there's just some kind of outside force directing it or uh, indirectly affecting it, you know, like a bully or something. I don't know. Sure. Um, so, again, demonic hauntings are very serious. Uh, but good news again, the chances of you coming in contact with a demonic haunting are even lower than a poltergeist haunting. All right, that's good news. Very, very low. Um, so do you think with, like, this variety of haunting, you'd actually have to, like, go looking for it? And then maybe, like, a... Yeah. Probably. demon would attach to you yeah and like unless 
a crazy situation like uh the example i was going to use was like annabelle the doll um, right like there's like that kind of craziness comes into your life like like if i personally were to go and like start taunting annabelle and then i got haunted because of that like yes that's the kind of like that's how you would do it for the most part or you're like messing around with ouija boards every day exactly yeah Yeah. that makes sense um and so how these uh demonic beings spirits whatever appear to people usually can be quite different so they can appear as an angelic being of being beautiful and uh you know just looking like it would be something good but then ends up manipulating the person to commit something sinful bad out of the ordinary for them just doing something Uh wrong and they think they're doing something good because they think it's angelic sure so there's that kind um but they can also look horrific and very evil and so people claim that they have seen demons that are just hideous, disgusting, terrifying, whatever. Um, but I would say that this is more of a scare tactic because they know what this person look, uh, is scared of. They, they've watched this right. and they're specifically doing this to try to just get into their head. And whether or not they're actually scary, I have no idea what demons would actually look like. But this makes sense because demons would also want just to put you in a constant state of fear. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like- make you experience those negative emotions to kind yeah. of uh, and whether power themselves up or just exactly, exactly. yeah and it also goes to show just how different these cases can look like um but a different i mean other than just what they would look like in most cases of demonic hauntings uh there's also been people have mentioned black mist black fog shadows smoke kind of thing that also go along with this which is just also just kind of like scary yeah that is terrifying no thanks (laughs) um so like i mentioned so annabelle is was a demonically possessed doll that if you want to do any research on she's probably the most famous uh demonic possession kind of thing uh based off of a true story yeah Yeah. the doll does exist uh she's there's like five most haunted dolls and she's one of them her chucky there's i think there's one doll that people won't even talk mention its name Probably. Which, yeah. yeah. So I don't know which one that is, but people just like anyone who knows yeah. about it or hears its name have like tons of bad things happen to them. So people are just like, all right, nobody talks about it. Yeah. Ignore it. Yeah. Part so. of me is like, I'm not like super superstitious. And so I'd want it to know what that name is. But the other part yeah, of me right? is like, I just don't really want to like take that risk, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm curious, but. Yeah, not that curious. Uh, another one, if you re- want to do some research, this one's awesome. Well, this one's interesting. Sorry, not good at all. It's the Ammons House Haunting. Um, it's the so basically one of its names is the House of Two Hundred Demons or the Demon House. Um, nice. One of the most haunt, like pro- probably the most haunted place of all time. Pro- I don't know. Probably it's it's awful. Hard to beat two hundred demons, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's demonic hunting, hauntings, not huntings. Um, we can go hunt for demons. That's fine too, though. Uh, animal hauntings are very self-explanatory. It's uh, animal energy or energy or ghosts of animals. Um, probably one of the least common, but it does happen. Um, especially you have people that have like d- pets that have died or something, and they say that they can still feel their presence and stuff. So it's right. stuff like that. Um, but elemental hauntings, they're probably the most tricky in this because it's one of the most un- ununderstood. Um, I still myself don't quite understand it because of one thing. So the concept of the elemental refers to the ancient idea of the elements, earth, water, wind, fire, and then also aether. But I'm not sure 
if anyone in the community would still consider this one of the elements. So if you don't know, um, Aether is known as the fifth element or quintessence, um, is the material that fills a region, the region of the universe beyond the terrestrial sphere. The concept of Aether was used in several theories to explain several natural phenomenon, such as traveling, the traveling of light or gravity. So kind of um, how I saw this, whether or not I'm right or not, is if something happens supernatural or sometimes even natural, but like supernatural, how do you explain it? Right. It's un- unexplainable. You give it something that is explainable, which would be Aether in this instance um but as far as science is involved they've either disproven or just don't think it exists oh man but aether is essentially like the energy that would be outside of our material expanding universe all of the energy of these ghosts that we're talking about the the material of that would probably be considered aether so like it would be like leaking it like negative energy or like dark energy or like, even like which is i don't know well, i just mean i just mean well, yeah i just mean like there's uh in science there's like dark matter and dark oh. energy which is like the opposite of the normal energy we see and we can't really see can't really measure but like we think is there it's so, like maybe that's what aether is it's just like it's yeah. dark energy it was... that we think is there but can't really see or measure it it's definitely like, more something. common in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, I think. So it's it's definitely not something that's used commonly today, except for maybe in this community. I'm not sure. Um, okay. So elemental um, hauntings in the English European tra- tradition, things like fairies, elves, uh, devas, leprechauns, gnomes, sprites, pixies, banshees, goblins, dryads, mermaids, trolls, dragons, griffins, all of these things would be right. considered. Uh, elementals oh okay oh really Um, that's like a super broad exactly and that's why this is a tricky subject because like Mm -hmm. like you're putting dragons into this you're putting um i don't know like your entire DD manual man yeah Yeah, seriously (laughs) um and basically i i'm sure like the loch ness monster other cryptids and stuff would be considered elemental hauntings or elementals just in general um so it's believed that the elemental spirits possess supernatural powers and are usually invisible to humans uh, living among trees, rivers, plants, bogs, mountains, uh, and things like that. They attach themselves to particularly to everything in the nat- natural world, like I just mentioned. Um, earthly elementals are the metaphysical cause of earthquakes, floods, gales, thunderstorms, wind fires. Um, animalism, or animism actually is like the earliest religion that we've been able to find. Um, <laughs> And it's known as the spiritual practice of the elements, a uh, belief that the elements inhabit all inhibit all things. Uh, the belief that elementals predate or the belief in elementals predates all known religions today. Uh, and so again, huge topic. I could talk about this for hours. I mean, literally we've done podcasts on some yeah, of these. Seriously. Um, and so pretty much all of these because i mean if you think about like back to like the gnome episode and everything like these things were definitely more spirit like um metaphysical they were physical even though maybe they could take physical form every now and again just like the uh spirits and stuff that we've talked about before this you know they can do things in the physical world yet they still are metaphysical right so that's elementals elementals are very um i still don't quite grasp how 
some of these fit into like the whole like uh not specifically ghost but like a supernatural aspect um but it's very interesting that like how it it kind of is really i mean if you think about it um because you have you know two sides you have the scientific side where things can be factored they can be checked they can be tested they can be you know proven and you have the supernatural which again i have no idea if it's true or not but like you have you know all that you have the things that are untestable unknowable unfindable and yet we still have sightings and still have experiences and still have stories of things like that and so you know you can't just you have to take it with some kind of you know caution obviously but like also just some sort of weight and uh so it's it's very interesting i learned way more than i thought i was going to about the supernatural yeah yeah like i don't know like a lot of these different hauntings i knew like very little about turns out that tv and movies teaches you very little about what really who would have thought it's this but it's interesting because like like even though like before this we had all like probably seen some movies and done like a little and we we can like recognize these at least and that's it's cool enough that like the like media and stuff will like introduce you to these to these ideas but once you like go into it it's it's a whole nother world man right crazy man so yeah that's that's the four types again maybe we can go into a little bit more depth but i mean we've already gone into depth on some of these seriously uh, yeah no it's very interesting i i'm definitely a little bit more interested to go uh, a new uh paranormal activity is actually coming out pretty soon so that'll be pretty interesting to go see oh yeah oh, yeah i've been hearing uh trailers about that one i probably will not watch it since i've never seen any of them but i mean now's <laughs> the time i mean a couple of weeks ago brad watched all of the jason movies so Man, you know you can do it I don't know if I have the time or the stamina to watch that many like movies. I believe like in you. I don't believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, it was it was again every every week I just have so much fun uh researching these and when I say fun I mean most of it was haunting. Yeah. The pun. But uh it's that morbid curiosity that's like, I mean, this isn't good, but it's intriguing to know about the horrible things that have happened and learning about them well not that they're like i want them to happen or not that i'm interested that like they happened but it's that kind of like all of these things never happened and they will never happen again guaranteed like i have a clear conscience of saying absolutely because it's it's usually not good things that happen to people but it is it's it's very fascinating to to open myself to a world that i wasn't absolutely so i again so much fun um i love doing these things so thank you guys for coming back and listening every week yeah thanks for listening yeah thank you for listening and as always share this with a friend man yeah if, uh if you know a friend that's in the like ghost stuff just yeah. uh shoot him this uh a link to this podcast yeah, you got a friend that'd be wrong. fun yeah <laughs> shoot him a, a text about <laughs> all of the things we got wrong man you gotta listen to these guys they just they made an episode. They don't even know what they're talking about. They think elementals are like mermaids. That's ridiculous. I mean, I think mermaids would be elementals. <laughs> I, I, that was the first thing I could think of. <laughs> I was not disproving or disagreeing with something, anything you said. I was just saying I could come up with. <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, yeah, and check out our uh, TikTok. I actually just did a TikTok on ghosts. Ooh. 
spooky. Yeah. So go check that one out. <laughs> well, already you know this is happening way after. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a good sense of time. Well, yeah, but... we're, we're really dating what time <laughs> this is being recorded versus when it's coming out. Two weeks or three. I don't even know. Anyways, I'm done talking for the night. So. <laughs> <laughs> have All a good. Right.